0: Could he do that Are you on cha- what
1: charles darwin the nerves is where it's at
0: welcome everybody back into nerd sesh as always i'm carson brabber and alongside me in person again is logan camden and today we are going to be doing the 26th edition of Trivia Time. We're only going to have two shows this week, no NFL. We apologize for that. And our NBA show is going to be tomorrow. So a little bit of a weird schedule this week, but we hope you guys can understand with the holidays, I traveled, Logan's going to be traveling. So it's just a little bit more complicated, but nevertheless, we will get you our Trivia Time and we will get you our NBA talk. But today... We are doing the former, always a favorite of ours here at Nerd Sesh, where we get to really just be in our natural habitats, how we started the show as a sports history podcast. The format is very simple. I will ask Logan 15 questions about NFL history. He will do the same for me with the NBA. And then at the end, we each ask each other a bonus question in which we have to name a pretty obscure player from a given roster throughout the history of either sport. So with that, Logan, I will throw it over to you first, what do you got for me today?
1: A really straightforward question to start us out here, Carson. Who holds the record
0: for most three-pointers made in a rookie season? I'm a big fan of this question, and I really should know the answer. My first thought is probably wrong. I was going to say Luka because he came in shooting them at such a high volume, but he also shot like 31% his rookie year I don't think that's going to cut it Trey has to be in that same conversation I mean also wasn't super efficient but was shooting them at a very high volume I actually can't believe that I don't know this off the top of my head but he didn't play enough as a rookie and I don't think there's going to be anybody from earlier Again, I'm kind of amazed that I don't know this. My first guess is going to be Trey Young.
1: Trey Young is outside of the top 10, actually. He is 12th um, at 156.
0: Yo. Wow. Well, that really surprises me. It really surprises me. Okay. Well, I guess he, uh, yeah, I can't really make sense of that.
1: Well, he shot 32%, so I mean, it just comes down to percentages. Although, what's interesting, the guy who's number one, 34% in his rookie season from deep.
0: Okay, so, other people potentially in this conversation. Dame always has to come in any conversation about three-point shooting volume, especially because he was a 20-point-per-game scorer right out of the gate, if I'm not mistaken. 34% from deep? That sounds believable to me. I will throw out Damian Lillard.
1: Damian Lillard shot 36.8% from deep, and it's a really good guess, bro. I'm going to give you some props. Number two, though. You're always good at getting the runners up, bro. I hate doing it to you. He is number two. How about a little bit of Kyrie Irving? I love the guess, bro. I I thought Kyrie was in the top 10. I am mistaken. Let's see where Kyrie lays all time. Wow. Kyrie's not in the top 100. I'm sorry, bro.
0: Wow. All right. Let's just continue to think. I mean, who came into the league shooting at that kind of volume from deep? Is it, I was going to say Duncan Robinson, but he didn't really play until his second year, if I'm not mistaken. Also, what am I talking about? 34%, no chance, dude, who was coming in and shooting at this volume? I'm starting to think that it's not possibly as recent as I was thinking, although your face tells me that it actually probably is every bit as recent as I was thinking.
1: What I think is really interesting about this is, I mean, literally everybody in the top 12 on this list is within, or
0: excuse me, the top 10 is within like the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, you would think so intuitively just because obviously the volume of attempts has gone up so significantly, I'm a couple guesses away from throwing in the towel here. I don't feel great about how this has gone, and I really should have been able to get it, but, like, who else could there be? Donovan Mitchell? Look at that, bro.
1: Good pull. Yes, Donovan Mitchell edges out Damian Lillard by two threes. Really interesting list here. Sadiq Bey locks up the third spot. Uh, Anthony Edwards in fourth. Luca at the five spot. Landry Shamit at six. Uh, Steph Curry at seven. Rudy Fernandez at eight. Rudy Fernandez. Kyrie Irving's not here, but you know who's in the number nine spot, Carson? Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, Kuz. And then number 10, the only guy outside of the past 10 years. Kerry Kittle's in at the 10 spot. Let me ask you this. This is for bonus points. Who is the most efficient uh, volume uh, rookie three-point shooter
0: of all time? How are we defining volume? Like out of that top 10 or further than that? They're in the, they're in the top 10. Okay, I'm trying to remember all the names. Uh, Kerry Kittles? (laughs) No, it's Steph. Easy. Yeah, I was going to say Steph, but I kind of spaced out when you were reading off the top 10 and I didn't remember hearing his name. That's kind of a bummer because I actually would have gotten that bonus point because that's what I was going to say at first. If I hadn't asked the clarifying question even. But all right, I'm glad I got there. Donnie makes a lot of sense. You start to put the ingredients together. The 34% number is very helpful there because he was not that kind of hyper-efficient three-point shooter when he came into the league, but immediately had to carry a load, modern guard, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, great question, Logan. I've got one for you here that I think is pretty fun to kick things off. Adrian Peterson has now scored for six different teams, and I have to say, actually, credit for this question goes to friend of the show, Peyton T. Gallagher, cooked this one up. Can you name those six teams? Yeah, they actually, I don't know what broadcast I was
1: watching, if it was the Titans one, but I, I remember they brought this up. So, obviously, Minnesota, Detroit, the football team, um, he didn't do it in New Orleans, he wasn't there long enough, didn't score. Tennessee, damn, bro, this is harder than I thought. Bear with me, bro. I think I'm going to have to run through the NFL real quick. Damn, I don't remember those last two teams that he played. Six? That's nuts. Good for AP. It amazes me. Oh, Seattle, duh. It amazes me that he is still relevant at this age. Like, I don't know any other guys that could. And, like, yeah, he's obviously lost step Stepman, but AP still runs hard. He's still strong. He's still somehow super fast, too. Ad- Adrian Peterson isn't an anomaly. All right. Let's think. One last team. Who am, I, who am I missing? For some reason, I'm thinking of like Oakland. I can't imagine him in that jersey. I know he didn't play for the Raiders. Come on. Um, Buffalo, New England, New York, Miami, none of those. Kansas City, Denver, Oakland, Vegas, Los Angeles, and then what's the last division? Who am I missing? I got the North, uh, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Houston, and Tennessee. I don't think it's in the AFC. Damn, dude, this makes me mad that I can't just nail this off the top of my head. Philly, New York, Washington, Dallas, Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay. It's in this last division. San Francisco, Seattle. Have I named the team already?
0: I can't really answer that because you've named almost every NFL team. San Francisco, Seattle is in the last
1: two. L.A. Who's the last team, bruh? San Francisco, Seattle, L.A.? Dude, I hate that smirk because it's... Who am I forgetting? San Francisco,
0: Seattle, LA. Who's in the
1: last in that division, bruh? Oh, I'm crapping the bed
0: right now. I'm genuinely speechless right now. Well, I actually just spoke, so I guess not. But this is pretty unbelievable. Who's the last team in the NFC West, bro?
1: Who am I spacing out on? Dude, the trivia time light's are already getting to me. This coffee has got me hot, bruh. I literally... I do this in my sleep, bruh.
0: This is what it's like to watch somebody have a mental breakdown on camera. This is what Trivia Time does to you. Because everybody at home, if you know it, I mean, you're laughing at this guy. You might have to put the dunce cap on for this one. How do I not, dude, genuinely? Just look around for a second, Logan. (laughs) Just take the mic, bro. Just take the mic. See, Arizona Cardinals, ladies and gentlemen. The Arizona Cardinals, Logan and I are currently in Phoenix, Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals are currently the uh, well, one of the best teams in football and uh, just slips by you right there when the lights get pretty hot. You rolled through five of the six. Fun fact, although AP only spent six games in Arizona, averaged 75 yards per game there, his second highest mark for any of the six teams that he has played for. Well done. You got most of the way there. <laughs> Historic feat for AP, and thank you to Peyton T. Galler for the question.
1: I mean, thank God I got it right. Thank God I eventually got there. I might just have to clip that in and of itself. Logan forgets the Arizona Cardinals exist. That genuinely might be my my most embarrassing moment on camera, bro. That's, that's cringe. I'm just going to wipe that from my memory. We got to correct, though. Carson, two members of the 2003 NBA draft class, Carmelo and Dwayne Wade, faced off 31 times in their illustrious careers. I've asked you, win and loss totals in head-to-head battles, who had more points per game in their head-to-head matchups?
0: This is a fun one. And it's kind of a tough one. So, uh, let's just think this through. My first leaning is Melo. I just think Melo has been a more consistently prolific scorer and D-Wade fell off a cliff a little bit earlier just as far as raw scoring production-wise. At the same time, I imagine it's pretty close between the two of them. I'm trying to think about when they would have had their most matchups too. It would have been Knicks melo against Heat-D-Wade. I think I got to take... Nick's mellow in that conversation because that's also the big three era where D Wade's not scoring quite as prolifically so give me mellow here
1: good call bro and I think the big different uh the big difference if you look at the numbers the three-point percentage uh actually Dwayne Wade shoots 25 percent from deep mellows up near 30 percent that does make a slight difference it is mellow 25 to 22 and yeah, man, D-Wade, you, uh, D-Wade just kind of had some bad performances, a 14-point game here, 13-point game here, and then at the end of his career, just some under, some sub-10-point games. But uh, yeah, I thought it might trip you up. I like how, I don't know, normally, Carson, you do a good job of tricking yourself, bro, where you'll twist it up. But two for two, uh, let's see if I can keep the train rolling.
0: I can use any logic to get myself to any answer. That is for sure. All right, Logan, can you name the only team since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970, to win each of their playoff games by at least four touchdowns.
1: I mean, this means that they won the Super Bowl as well, correct? By at least four touchdowns, yes. Since the merger. So we have to think, the key to this is going to be thinking about Super Bowl blowouts. Because they obviously had to do it in the Super Bowl. So, if we're thinking about the biggest blowouts of all time, three teams come to mind. The 2000 Ravens, because they absolutely suffocated Kerry Collins. The, it's either the 0-2 or the 0-3 bucks Kill, like, just maimed Rich Gannon. A bunch of pick-sixes against him. Or the 2013 Seahawks. My gut... Or the 85 Bears make an intriguing case as well, because they demolished the Pats. So those are the four teams that are at the forefront of my mind. My first guess is going to be the 2000 Ravens.
0: Not the 2000 Ravens. They are in the top five. They're fifth. Okay. And when I say that, I mean by point differential, because obviously the this stat itself, only one team has ever done, but they also have the top point differential.
1: Let's go with the 85 Bears. They're third. Let's try the either the O two or the O three bucks. I always get the year mixed up. O two bucks are sixth. I mean, I guess I'm gonna go with the 2013 Seahawks. I don't think it's Seattle.
0: Yeah, 2013 Seahawks are much lower because I think they had some very competitive games to get there. A little bit of Niners and whatnot. They are not even in the top fifteen, I don't think.
1: Let's go with um who was it? Um was it the was it the Niners team that beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl? I don't know what year it is. Is it that team?
0: It is indeed. I will give that to you. It's the 89 Niners very well done, exceptional team. Beat the Vikings 41-13, beat the Rams 30 to 3. I just realized actually the question isn't true because they won all four games by at least 27 points, not four touchdowns. But nevertheless, I mean, top point differential of all time comfortably, plus 103 games, all very convincing blowouts, and then beat the Broncos 55 to 10. So you got it. Was that Steve Young or Joe Montana? That was still Montana
1: four yeah only thing that got me there was just remembering that Elway had gotten his ass beaten so many times in the Super Bowl I'm glad he got one though that was a a very very legendary team and a pretty creative question too I dig it Carson we just saw Steph Curry break the all-time three-point record but can you tell me who holds the record for the most
0: consecutive games with five or more three-pointers made I'm perplexed at the idea that this could be someone other than Steph Curry. So, first guess, I'm not going to get tripped up by the fact that you said Steph Curry in the question. I still have to guess Steph, and we'll proceed from there. Steph holds damn near every spot on this list two, three, four,
1: nine, eight, 10, 11, but he is not number one. Clay Thompson? Clay is a good guess. Uh, he is not in the top 10, though. Damian Lillard. Dame is an excellent guess. Carson Dame is tied for fifth on this list with seven games.
0: This is kind of crazy. You just have to shoot such a high volume so efficiently for a lot of games in a row. Is it Buddy Heald? I like the enthusiasm. One of the greatest three-point shooters of all time, of course. Uh, Buddy is not in the top ten either. It's never a good thing when somebody says to you, I like the enthusiasm, and you weren't even enthusiastic. I just said Buddy healed pretty normally there. Dude, this isn't great. So you can think about the all-time great shooters, right? Like your Ray Allens. I really don't think it's going to be him, though. I think it has to be somebody more modern. And like, I go back to the same super high-volume guys. Luca, I don't think has ever shot efficiently enough. Although he does have those crazy hot streaks, but for like however many games in a row, I don't know. Trey had his second year where he was up at like nine plus attempts per game. So that would give him an opportunity. But again, I don't know if the efficiency is there. And then you think about the great sharpshooters like a Duncan Robinson or one of his predecessors, but I don't think many of those guys attempted a high enough volume. And it's just like, yeah, they can be super efficient, but how many games in a row are they getting with 10-plus attempts, because that's what you need. Then again, Duncan Robinson has averaged like eight threes a game a couple times. So, what? Don't guess Duncan Robinson, bruh. just thinking about it. <laughs> just working through my options here. This guy probably wants me to guess like Gilbert Arenas or something. James Harden. I'm going to go James Harden. Screw you, bro. I got so excited that you were just going to mention...
1: Gilbert Arenas, and then you don't even do it. Yeah, it is James Harden. Um, Harden holds a couple of spots on this list. Number one, 12 games straight with five or more three-pointers made. Uh, Like I said, Steph has got totals on here with nine, with eight, with seven, with five. Um, Also on here, uh, my favorite player of all time, George McLeod, uh, was on a previous trivia time. Uh, He is on this list with six. Paul George is on here twice. James Harden holds down uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th spots. And rounding it out is Dennis Scott, also with five straight games with five three-pointers made. But you get there, Brad, and we stay undefeated.
0: I really can't believe that Steph doesn't have that record. Yeah, we stay undefeated. hasn't been the smoothest start. You know, three-pointers made questions, pretty straightforward. I really should be better there, especially just because Harden, it's like Mm -hmm. the only guy to rival Steph in three-point volume at any point. I mean, putting up 13 a game, the only other guy at this point I'm pretty sure in the top five for three-pointers made in a single season I think Clay has been bumped out of there now James Harden has made a whole lot of threes in his career fourth all time in made threes too if I'm not mistaken all right Logan who is currently leading the NFL in pick sixes thrown for the second consecutive season is it Matthew Stafford it's Matthew Stafford just like that he's thrown three this year he threw three last year And those aren't the only two times that he has led the league in this stat. Kind of what he does. He likes to throw some costly picks.
1: I mean, yeah, I saw during the broadcast they were just talking about how he had done it in consecutive games, so it's nice. Shout out the all-time pick-six king, though. Matt Schaub, the GOAT. Dude, I remember back in 2011, man, that man threw like seven straight games with a pick-six. That was epic. Shout out Stafford, though. Dude, it is concerning. I think, if I'm not mistaken, his win against the Cardinals... Genuinely might be his first win against a 10-win team in his entire career. I think it might be his first win against a, like a, oh was it a team? I don't think it's a team over 500 because he's he's done that. But I mean, like a playoff team. I don't know. There was some crazy stat that they thought where he was winless against 10-win teams in his career as well as something else. So shout out Stafford for getting that monkey off his back.
0: Okay, but I would like to look into that because I don't know if that's like they had to have 10 wins at that point in the season because mm-hmm. then you have pretty limited opportunities. Like he beat the Bucks earlier this year. It's going to be a 10-win team, but wasn't at the time that they played because it was week four or whatever. Very salient point. So could be a flawed
1: stat, but uh, is a true stat nonetheless. Uh, good for Stafford.
0: Carson, I really love this question. I know you know both of these guys. Sorry, I just like how you said good for Stafford when the stat is that he's leading the league and Big Six is thrown for the second consecutive year. It's not great for him. I mean, it's not great, but
1: hey, he beat the Cardinals. Good for him, bro. Rams might be the the best team in the league. I don't know, man. That defense looked scary the other night. Carson, can you name the only two players in Nuggets franchise history to average 10
0: assists per game in a single season? Oh boy, can I? This is a fun one. 10 assists a game, pretty big number. Pretty, pretty big number right there. I mean, I always gotta think of Andre Miller, dude. Any stat that involves assists for a team that Andre Miller played for, I'm gonna think of him. But are there better guesses out there? Well, perhaps. Ty Lawson? I don't know, man. He did average some pretty big assist numbers. I don't think ever 10 a game. Jokic has not. He did 8.6 or whatever last year. Earlier in their history as a franchise, Michael Adams is the only guy I can think of as a candidate. And I think he did do it, actually. I'm going to guess Michael Adams. Wow, dude. Great poll. Yeah, Michael Adams is one of them. Dude, I hadn't done a whole lot of research into Michael Adams' career
1: Not only did he average 10 assists this season, he averaged 27 a night. I mean, that's nuts.
0: On what, like 39% shooting? (laughs) I'm going to have to look. He was wildly inefficient, that guy, but he did put put up some massive raw numbers. Him, Orlando Woolridge, the boys, scoring like 110 points a game, winning like 20-something games a year. Go Nuggets. Do you have it? I hate you, bro. Exactly 39%. That's just what I do. All right. I'm thinking through other possible guys, and I feel like I have named most of the good candidates. I mean, other just, like, notable guards in Nugget's history. Chauncey did not do it, certainly. AI obviously never did it for anybody. Like, I'm just going back through their history Are there any pure points who I'm missing? I want to guess Andre Miller. It's crazy, but I'm going to do it.
1: I thought it was a really bad guess at the jump. I guess I criminally underrated Andre Miller. It's not the correct answer, although I do want to give him credit. Averaged nine assists per game in 23 games in the 07 season before he was traded to Philly. Averaged eight assists a night in the other few seasons that he played. He also averaged 11 assists in 02 with the Cavs and led the league in assists per game. I don't know, man. I always remember Andre Miller as this just kind of slow guy who just, I don't know, just kicks the rock around. I just remember old Andre Miller. I never saw him in his prime. So, good guess. Not the correct answer.
0: Have I named this fella? Oh, boy. All right. So, the Nuggets are not that old as a franchise because they were an ABA team, and I'm assuming that we're not including that here. So like all the great 70s Nuggets players? No. There wasn't some standout point who was diamond up who I can think of in that era. Dude, I'm thinking of like Nate Robinson. I think I can say confidently Nate Robinson never averaged 10 assists a game.
1: Just realized I have to put an asterisk on this one. He got traded mid-season to the Nuggets. So Or no. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah, he got traded mid-season to to Denver. So we only played 52 games this year. For the Nuggets
0: or overall? For the Nuggets. That's legitimate. Can you give me an era? Is that too much? You can tell me it's.
1: It's the 90s. And I mean, this dude, you name this guy a lot, and this was not the only time in his career he averaged double-digit assists per game. Avery Johnson? It's a good guess. It is not Avery.
0: Not the only time in his career that he averaged double-digit assists per game. Did Mark Jackson ever play for the Nuggets? Could be. Maybe he was traded there mid-year one time. I'll guess Mark Jackson. Look at this whiz kid, bruh. Four for four out the gate like Wendy's. That was smooth, bruh. You know that Wendy's is actually getting rid of the four for four meal. Dead serious. Dude, I really hope this is a prank. Look it up. Yeah, 4 for 4 sure. I'll be happy with that. But I do wish I had been a little smoother. And, you know, once you give me 90s, there's only so many guys that I'm going to guess. I vaguely remember Mark Jackson playing for the Nuggets. So I had a decent feeling about that. But all right, we got it. Logan, I think this is a fun question. Out of all Hall of Fame wide receivers who played post-merger, one guy has the fewest yards and the fewest touchdowns. Who is that one player? The Famer, correct? Post-merger?
1: This is a good one. This is a very good one. I got to think critically. Don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all? I got to think it's a guy from the... I got to think it's a guy from like the 70s or the 80s. Is it... um, This is a weird one. But his career was shortened. I don't know if he's in the Hall. I'm going to go Sterling Sharp. Logical, but he's not a Hall of
0: Famer. Should be. Should be a Hall of Famer. Art Monk? Art Monk played a long time and is not Art Monk.
1: Um so can is it pre or post 2000? It's pre 2000. Okay. So I was in the I was in the right ballpark. I keep thinking of these guys who played forever, bro. Like James Lofton is in my mind. Dude has like 14,000 career receiving yards. He's not the answer. Is it this I don't think this is correct, but is it Calvin Johnson? No. Is it, uh, let's go uh, Fred Belitnikoff.
0: No. I don't believe Bolitnikoff is a Hall of Famer. Interesting. Cliff Branch? No. Michael Irvin. Very good guess. Irvin is pretty low in uh, touchdowns for sure. I think he's uh, third to last, fourth to last actually. Or maybe third, but not the answer.
1: Dwight Clark?
0: Well, Dwight Clark's a tight end.
1: I thought so. I thought so when I said it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, not a Hall of Famer. I'm 95% sure. Not that great of a career, but a fantastic moment.
1: Yeah, John Candy was in the stands for that game. He also saw that. All right, come on. I got to get this. I want to keep it undefeated, bruh. You're four for four. I want to go eight for eight. We need to do Wendy's right. This is a tough-ass question, though.
0: Lynn Swan. It's Lynn Swan, Logan. Let's go. It's actually Lynn Swan by a lot, too. He has 51 career touchdowns. Nobody else is below 60 as far as the post-merger Hall of Famers. He has 5,462 yards, again, trailing by the thousands, like... He's really kind of in a class of his own in that respect. Also, I am mistaken. Blitnikov is a Hall of Famer, but he is not as low down. John, John Stallworth, also pretty low in these categories. So a couple Steelers guys. Logan, would you say overrated? No, of course you wouldn't say that. But you got the answer right. Well done.
1: I might say it about Lynn Swan. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't say it about John Stallworth. I think John Stallworth is actually one of the most underrated receivers of all time. Um, Yeah, those are going to be my next two guesses, man. And it makes a lot of sense because a lot of wideouts don't have those Super Bowl totals. Honestly, I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. Probably the only reason they're in the Hall of Fame, you know? Not like that's surprising news or anything. Carson, I just asked you questions about assists and three-point percentage. Well, let's monster mash them together. Three players in NBA history have averaged 10 assists per game and 40% from behind the arc in a single season. Can you name all three?
0: I just adore this question. Just adore it. Is there a minimum attempt limit for threes? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I put it at like 80 or 100, but I mean, all these guys far surpass
0: it. Okay, because I was going to say, That complicates it when you go back in the day and it's like, okay, guys like Isaiah Thomas, even Magic maybe, like not good three-point shooters in the scheme of things, but you have one season, they take one and a half a game, they make 41%, stuff like that happens. So if they're not in that conversation, that makes this question a little bit easier. So first, let's just think about guys who have averaged like 10 assists a game. My first guess... Ooh, is that going to be correct, though? I'm thinking Chris Paul. Now, the question is, how many times has he shot 40% from deep? Not a ton, but he's been so consistently, like, 36-plus and obviously has multiple years at 10 assists a night. I think I have to guess him.
1: Chris Paul was actually, like, the toughest one, dude. I thought you were going to struggle in, like... I thought he might be the hardest one for you to get. Yeah, he did it once in 2009 to 2010. I believe that was his... No, no, This was the year after his All-Star campaign. But yeah, he shoots 40.9% behind the arc with 10.7 assists per game. Only did it
0: once in his career. But yeah, I mean, that's the toughest one. Did you mean MVP runner-up campaign? Yeah. Okay, you said All-Star campaign. That was 07-08 also. So two years. But you're doing your best. (laughs) Okay, Interesting, the hardest one. All right. Well, that makes me think like we're talking about all-time superstar guys here because I was thinking about guessing Darren Williams, and (laughs) I don't think that that's easier than Chris Paul. 10 assists a night. So, like, James Harden has done it. He did not shoot 40% from deep. Russell Westbrook, blech, blech, blech. Not even close. Other guys to drop 10 dimes a night and shoot 40% from deep at pretty high volume. Tim Hardaway? Interesting guess. I'm going to have to look on Tim. Look on Tim. But again, like that wouldn't be harder than Chris Paul, which is what makes this a little bit difficult. John Stockton. Correct. Did it five times. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm a little bit thrown off by the Chris Paul thing. Like that kind of blows my mind that that could be the hardest one. I want to get somebody like Mark Price. Oh, Steve Nash, of course
1: did it five times as well three for three and we're five for five on the day can we get an update on that Tim Hardaway guess I think it was pretty good pretty good assist wise did
0: it twice 33% from behind the arc though well in his career oh or in the years that he averaged let's have a look this guy clicks on Tim Hardaway Jr.
1: (laughs) that's what I'm saying he shot 33% in those two seasons
0: oh well that's kind of a bummer. Okay. All right. Well, never mind. That wasn't as good of a guess as I thought. All right, Logan. Only one player in NFL history has had the longest run in three seasons out of a four-year span. Who was that one player? That a saucy question. I'm going to go Derrick Henry. Not Derrick Henry.
1: I thought that was going to hit, dude. I thought I one-shot that. Um, Big play guys. Chris Johnson. Adrian Peterson. Nope. I'm committed to not letting this guy get a sip of water. I just got to keep throwing guesses out there. Okay. Let's think. Um, i thinking of iconic runs right now, so I guess while I'm doing it, I'll go Tony
0: Dorsett. Dorsett's a good guess. He had multiple years with the longest run. Not three out of four, though. Very,
1: very interesting. Okay. Um, I was going to say Zeke. I don't think it's Zeke. Let's try, this is a weird one. I'll go Jamal Charles?
0: Not Jamal Charles. MJD? No. Man. For what it's worth, I'm pretty sure everybody who you've named except for MJD has done it at least once. Derrick Henry has done it. AP has done it. CJ2K has done it. Jamal Charles has done it. So, these are good guesses. What about Eddie George? It's not Eddie George.
1: I'm thinking a high volume. Guys are going to get a lot of
0: touches. It's a lot of sesh favorite, Priest Holmes. Not Priest Holmes. I kind of want to give you the years here, because I thought about including that originally in the question. So, I think it's fair game now that we've reached this point. The years are 1987 and 1990. Uh... Jamal Anderson.
1: No. Roger Craig. No. 87 to 90. This is this is tough. Um Oh, is it is it Emmett? Nope. Barry. Nope. Damn, Ricky Waters. Nope. Is this a uh, is I mean I'm assuming this is an all-time bat, correct? In a sense. In a sense. Kevin Barlow.
0: That's not in any sense, no.
1: Almond Green. Much too early. It's a nonsensical guest. Christian Okoye? No. Yeah, that dude was a truck. Come on. I want, I want to go 10 for 10, man. This would be a sick start to trivia time. 87. You gave me the years too, man. Like Now I have to get it. I have to. Come on, Logan. Let's, let's put our thinking caps on. Um, what's that guy's name? Um, he fumbled. He, fu- he literally the fumble against
0: the Broncos. I, I don't think this is the correct answer. Ernest Biner. No. More relevant all time than any of these guys.
1: Ernest Biner's underrated, though, man. That guy was good. He's only remembered. Look at his numbers, bro. You're rolling your eyes. Ernest was, He's, he's the the fumble overshadows
0: his entire career. It's a real shame. Bro, he's named Ernest. (laughs) Nobody's going to root for a guy named Ernest. Nobody's going to remember a guy named Ernest. Phenomenal take. Come on, bro. You gave me the years.
1: 87 to 90. Come on, bro. Is it Marcus Allen?
0: No. Is it Bo Jack? It's Bo Jackson. Now, the final hint that I could have given you, but that would have completely given it away. These are the only four seasons he ever played. <laughs> so out of the four years he played, in which he only played basically half the games in all those seasons, because he got a late jump, I mean, he played 38 games in those four years, three times he had the longest rush in all of football. 91 yards in 87, 92 yards in 89, and 88 yards in 1990. Healthy, available Bo Jackson, man. Whew! yards per attempt, 73 yards per game. Whew. Something else, man.
1: I wish we could have seen a decade of Bo, man. I mean, Bo was something special. That's a nuts stat, dude. To only be in the league that long and to home run threat every time. Tecmo Bowl did it right, bro. They weren't kidding. Another great question. We are rolling through this trivia time right now, bro. Let's keep it going. Carson, this is a five-answer question, but I think you can get this. Can you name the top five most efficient 25-point-per-game seasons of all time? So, best true shooting percentage for a 25-point-per-game season.
0: Hell yeah. All right. I was born to answer this question. Oh, I want to go perfect. I don't know if that's possible, though. Ready? Here are all of the ones who pop into my mind, okay? Adrian Danley, pretty confident is going to be there. Steph Curry, pretty confident. Kevin Durant. Nikola Jokic last year. Can I guess all four of those?
1: I'm not going to tell you which one. I, I will. Carson, you've already gotten four of the five. Excuse me. You've gotten three of the five. I'm sorry. Or no, you said KD, right? No, you've gotten four of the five. Steph holds down the one and two spots. 2018 and 2016 are one and two by Steph. Number three is KD from last season. Uh, and number five is Adrian Dantley from 83. So the only one you're missing is number four. How close is Jokic on that list? Jokic is very, very close. He's number seven. And actually, the guy who is beating Jokic for number six also holds the number four
0: spot. Okay, so another super efficient scorer. So let's think. NBA efficiency has ebbed and flowed. But if you look at the last few years, guys are more efficient than ever before. Zach Levine was crazy efficient last year, but he's not going to have number six unless we're counting this season, in which case he could be close, but that seems like a kind of wild guess, so I don't really want to throw that out there. Great big men. What makes it tough for them is the free throw percentages. Shaq will never be there because he didn't shoot well enough from the line. Kareem, I don't think, shot well enough from the field consistently although he's got to be close especially if he has two of them other super efficient 25 point per game scores i kind of want to go kareem and i think i will just because might as well i'm not quite okay kareem's first on this
1: list i think is 53 from 1981 let me confirm yeah, so fifty three is his highest landing. I think you're on the you're on the right path though. This guy shot seventy five percent from the free throw free throw line in his uh, both of his campaigns
0: in the top ten. Okay. Impressive. Very impressive indeed. Is it Elvin Hayes? It's an
1: interesting guess. Let me see.
0: Yeah, probably not my best guess, if I'm being honest.
1: Not in the top 100.
0: Yeah. So, you're saying it's a big man, right? Just because I don't want to have misinterpreted what you say when I'm on the right track.
1: Technically, like, yes, he's a big, but I don't want to give away too much, bro. He's a really unique guy in NBA history.
0: I think this is going to hurt me more than it helps me. Because now it's just all jumbled up in here.
1: I mean, he's a he's a power forward all the time.
0: All right. Well, a guy who super efficient. I mean, a power forward. I always think of Dan Issel. <laughs> I always got to think of Dan Issel, one of the great scorers. But that level of efficiency is nuts. I mean, the first few just came immediately to my mind. So, like, Just keep thinking.
1: I don't know if these numbers are going to help. You shot 58% or 58.7% from the field and 60% from the
0: field in these two seasons. That's sensational. Utterly sensational. Okay. Great power forwards all time. It's obviously not... uh, No. It's not any of the all-time best at the position... It's not Duncan, it's not 80, it's not KD. It's not going to be Moses Malone, if you consider him a power forward. Played both that and the five. Not going to be Dirk, I don't think, just because of the 75%. And also, you were hung up on whether or not he's even a big. Mm-hmm. So who is this tricky little feller?
2: Wouldn't call him little.
0: Wouldn't call him little. Oh, Glenn Big Baby Davis. So, the thing here is, uh, I mean, my first thought was, uh, not my first thought, but after that first tier was Zion, because of last year, but he didn't score 25 a game as a rookie. Come on, bruh. Logan, he did not score 25 points per game as a rookie.
1: It's not Zion, but come on, bruh.
0: Charles Barkley? Charles freaking Barkley,
1: bruh. And guess what? It wasn't with the Suns. It was both with Philly. I don't know why this A.C. keeps turning on. I just turned up the thermostat to 80 degrees. What's going on here? This is amateur hour up in this apartment. Dude, Chuck did it twice. 1988 with the Sixers. 66.5 for shooting efficiency. Uh, 28 points per game, and then holds down the sixth spot, tied with Dantley, 66.1 true shooting on 25 points per game. Insane. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, this stat really puts in perspective, like, how great of a scorer Chuck was and how efficient he was. Because I don't know, man. Like, I've I've appreciated Chuck's game. My dad talks him up really highly. I never really got it. I used to be some big fat schlub sitting up there with Ernie Johnson and Kenny Smith and Shaq. I don't mean to hate, but I didn't know he was this dominant. Carson, the number 11 spot as well on here. It's crazy. I also want to give you credit for your Zach Levine take. Number 28 on here, man. So shout out. A really, really efficient season. But the round mound rebound holds down these spots. Yeah,
0: Chuck was unbelievable. I love watching Chuck play. Really distinct in the history of the game. And by far the most surprising. I mean, obviously, it kind of rattled off the first few. But Chuck took me more than a minute to get there. Okay, that's a fun one. Logan, speaking of one of a kind, who is the only player in NFL history to score a touchdown against every team in the league? Score is in score,
1: not throw, correct? Correct. Got to be a guy who stuck around a minute, but also played for two teams. You know, like, he can't spend his entire career because he's got to score against that team. So, let me think. it got to be a really prolific guy. Let's go... Screw it, man. Let's go AP. Let's go Adrian Peterson. Not AP. Let's try Ladanian Tomlinson.
0: Not Ladanian Tomlinson.
1: Let's go Antonio Brown? Nope. I don't know. I don't think AB scored against us yet. So that was a poor guess. Um, prolific TD scores. Barry did not play for another team. I don't think Emmett scored a TD against Dallas when he was with Arizona. I think he played Dallas, but I think Dallas shut him down. Um. Come on. Big-time TD guys. Jerry. No. I was gonna say Marshall Falk. I don't. I don't think did
0: Marshall ever play anywhere outside of St. Louis. I mean, he did. Come on, he was great in another spot. Is it Marshall Falk? No. Where else did Marshall play for the Colts?
1: Oh yeah, he got. Duh. Let's try another guy, Eric Dickerson. No. This is a tough question, dude. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be proud of myself if I can, if I can nab this thing.
0: Tough question, sure, but actually, remarkably intuitive answer. Because you want a little extra fact sprinkled on top yeah. of this. He's the only guy to score a touchdown against every NFL team. He's done that twice. Not just once, twice. Nobody else has done it once. You mean he scored two against every team?
1: That's crazy. That's, that's stupid. Um, How recent? I hate doing this. Can you give me a benchmark of post or pre-2000? Both. Ah, got him. Got him.
0: Both. Right in the heart of it. Okay. I'm bordering on having to ban that question because of the both <laughs> possibility. It really is a bit of a cheat code. So
1: now we've, we, we've, we've lowered the range. Okay. It's a cheat code. The thing that's still tripping me up is I don't know if it's a running back or a wideout, you know? Tight end, maybe. Tony Gonzalez. Shannon Sharp. BJ Boston. All right, come on. 90s to 2000s. Early on in this... I, wanna, I, I, keep, I don't know why I keep thinking of Terrell Davis, bro. Like, the guy played four years, never played anywhere outside of Denver. You know, like, what a stupid answer that would be. Um, Jamal Lewis. <laughs> no. I pulled Jamal Lewis out of my ass. Yeah, good guess, bro. Corey Dillon.
0: These are not your best guesses. Yeah, I know, bruh. This sucks. Randy Moss. No. Chris Carter.
1: No. I don't. Your your nose are getting kind of weird, bruh. Wes Welker. No. Rod Smith. No. I, I don't know why your eye twitched like that when I said. When I said Randy. <laughs> what does that mean? Playing my own mind games on me, bro. Yes, I I gotta get this, bro. Ninety to two thousand. It's not. It's throwing me off that it's not Jerry too, dude. Because as long as he played, having played for the Raiders too, I think the Broncos for his season really surprised me that it's not Jerry Rice.
0: Seahawks, not Broncos.
1: Okay, well he was on the Broncos. For a, you're not going to find in a pro football reference. He was on the practice squad for the Broncos in, in the preseason. I always get those two mixed up. Mixed up whether he actually played for the Seahawks or the Broncos. But yeah, he was in Denver for a little bit. Damn, man. Shannon Sharp. No. I don't have to throw in the towel here. Is it uh, Isaac Bruce? Tory Holt, no. Rats.
0: Final hit. Can you give me a draft year? Nineteen ninety six.
1: I'm about to say Keyshawn. Keyshawn's ninety nine. Oh, it's Kobe Bean Bryant. I don't know. I genuinely might have thrown the towel here. It's kind of depressing. I didn't want to be the first one to get one wrong. I wanted this to be the perfect 32 for 32 trivia time episode. I got like three guesses left in me. Because I don't want to take too long, bro. These are already long episodes.
0: I might have to call you on the shot clock here.
1: I'm running out of gas, dude. I don't know who it could be. What's, what's really messing with me is you said it's an intuitive answer, which means I should get it like right off
0: the bat. Probably the single most logical answer that there could be for this question. Probably is it the all-time TD leader? I don't know who it is, bro. You want me to
1: tell you? Not really, no. I'd like to just, you know, just pop in my brain, you know, like that last one. Damn, man. I might have to. Is it Emmett? No. 96. I know the draft year, too, dude.
0: Damn. I give up. It's Terrell Eldorado Owens. That's why I made the face when you said Randy Moss. I just think, you know, careers very much linked. 153 touchdowns, that's third all-time among receivers and played very well for five different teams. So that's how you see that he does it twice. I mean, he had way more cracks at it than anybody else because really no great player has played that well in that many different spots in the history of the sport. Hey, can't win them all. Move on. We'll be better. T.O. was my guy, man. That
1: sucks. I just space on him. He played so long, that's what threw me off. Because when I think of T.O., I think, uh, I don't know, you know, I really think of T.O. starting with the 0-4 Eagles. You know, I completely space out on those eight years previous with the Niners. Great question, though, Carson. So we just brought up a guy in Adrian Dantley and another one of my favorite stylistical questions. This one's a tough one, Carson, but I think you can get it. Dantley averaged 20 points per game 10 times in his first 12 seasons. Can you name every teammate to do it alongside him?
0: Can I get a number of teammates? 3. Okay. So just 20 a game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's think about everywhere that good old Adrian played. So you have the one Lakers season, don't think he did it that year. He was close. You have the Utah years. You also have the Pistons years. And uh, the Utah years were certainly his best, but Pistons years will go to first because I think probably both Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars did it with him. I mean, those guys weren't crazy prolific scorers, but just 20 a game, I will guess. Joe was very
1: close, had a season with 18 and 19. Isaiah is correct, though, did it with him in 1987.
0: Okay, so now we got to think about like mid '80s jazz. God, well, that's not great. Mid '80s jazz. Jeff Malone. I'm gonna have to look. I know.
1: I know he didn't do it. I gotta see what he averaged. Sorry, bro. Jeff Malone just sounds. I mean, Malone averaged 20 a night, but when we got to Utah,
0: uh, Dantley actually wasn't there. There's just only so many guys who have actually been really good for the Jazz in the history of the NBA, especially pre-'90s. The
1: guy who did it did it four times with him, though.
0: Okay. Well, uh, that's impressive. Very impressive. Who was it, though? Uh, That's the question, isn't it? Four-time 20-point-per-game scorer. For the Jazz in the 80s. Man. I don't know. I kind of want to think... Is there going to be any bailout from anywhere else? Like, did he do it that year on the Lakers? That would be wonderful, but I don't think so. And then I could just throw Kareem in there, and I would immediately get some points. Was the guy who he played alongside, like... An all-star?
2: Um, was not an all-star. Did win rookie of the year. Pretty helpful.
1: Also, I don't think this is going to tip you off. Really iconic, really good nickname.
0: Okay. I don't think that's going to tip me off. Man, the trivia time fatigue is setting in. I'm barely even thinking at this point. This is really... Not going well. Yeah, I'm like just not getting anything. I'm thinking Otis Birdsong over and over again just because what a sick name. I mean, I'm inevitably going to be upset when I hear it. But So there's one other guy who did it once. Did it in Dantley's first year with him. Okay. Wait, in Dantley's first year with him or in Dantley's rookie year?
1: Dantley's rookie year.
0: Okay, so didn't Dantley spend a year on the Jazz, go to L.A., and then go back to the Jazz? No, he started somewhere else entirely. Crap, where did he start? Ah, where did Adrian Dantley begin his career? Wow, he averaged 20 a game as a rookie. What a score. I really should know this. I'm thinking, like... Deep breaths, center yourself. Was it the Knicks? Ah, oh, this is not good. If I don't remember the team. I'm very close to throwing in the towel here. I don't feel good about how this question is going.
1: I don't think he's going to give away too much. The teammate that did it with Dandley in Dandley's rookie season is the all time leading scorer for an NBA franchise.
0: Okay. I mean, that's going to make me think of 30 names here. Did he start? I don't remember where Adrian Dantley started his career. Denver? I don't know, man. I'm throwing in the towel. I've had enough. Randy
1: Smith with the Buffalo Braves in Dantley's rookie season, and Dr. Duncan Stein, Daryl Griffith. Did it four times with him in Utah.
0: Thank God that I didn't keep trying to go with that question because that was not going to get better. Randy Smith, dude, that son of a gun. Yeah, if I could have remembered that Dantley started in Buffalo, once you gave me that hint, I could have gotten that one. Darryl Griffith, I don't think I would have gotten, man, four times. Good for him. Okay. All right, so now we've both missed. See, everybody's human. Logan. One quarterback has taken the fewest games to reach 20,000 yards and the fewest games to reach every 5,000-yard milestone after that up until 45,000. Who is that quarterback? Marino. No.
1: uh, It's it's by games, right? Rodgers. No. What's Pat at, dude? I don't think it's. I don't think Pat's played long enough. Or no, forty. Duh. I heard twenty and got all Pat Mahomes
0: crazy. Pat does have it for ten and fifteen. Dan Felt. No, good guess.
1: Um. Payton. Nope. Boomer Esiason. No. <laughs> The different tonality in your nose no. Boomer, great guess. Okay, Boomer. All right. um... Eyes of Brett. No. This guy wants me to guess Big Ben. I'm not going to do it. It's not Big Ben. Come on. Guys out the gate. Because 40K is a lot, man. Breeze. Nope. The thing that sold me off is because a guy like Breeze, like I can imagine getting up to 40K pretty fast, but the, the consistency is what blows me away. 20 all the way up to 40. Is Brady?
0: 20 all the way up to 45. It's not Brady. This is a weird one. Steve McNair? No. <sighs> Man, dude. Modern guy. Very modern guy. Is he still playing? Oh, is it Stafford? It's Matt Stafford. The second Matt Stafford question of the day. Yeah, he holds the record all the way 20 through 45. Guy has just thrown a whole ton of passes in his career. Patrick Mahomes will almost certainly shatter all of these though. But it's interesting because the smaller numbers Pat owns the mid-range numbers Stafford owns and then you get to 50k plus and it's all Drew Brees there you go you got there well done I'm mad at myself for not getting Stafford
1: straight up because you've asked questions like this in the past and Stafford's been the answer but it's also intuitive out of the gates not his first season because he split time with Pepper. always up near 4,000 Lions never had a running game I should have got that one off the bat but hey we got there nonetheless Carson this is a very interesting question Who has the most career
0: turnovers per game? Oh, this should be easy. Should be easy money. I mean, let's just think about the prime candidates. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, always George McGinnis. Always George McGinnis. Those are the three guys who top the single season lists. And they all make sense for career numbers, too. My first guess is going to be Russell Westbrook.
1: Intuitive guess, smart guess, he is second with 4.1
2: by 0.1 turnovers per game to the correct answer. George McGinnis. LeBron, so good guess.
0: George McGinnis had the single season turnover record until the... uh 2016-17 season Logan that's why I have a thing for George McGinnis because he had a seemingly unbreakable record and then Russ and Harden both came in and they shattered it in the same year I guess I should guess James Harden just because I've talked about him and he has had some unbelievably high numbers the thing that's going to bring him down is the first few seasons but I still got to guess it
1: Harden is ninth with 3.7
0: all right so other dudes who turn the ball over a lot More than four times a game is kind of ridiculous. You always think of the same candidates. And uh, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd, those are the guys who I think of. 4.2 a game is a really ugly number, though. I think Magic's at like 3.8. It's pretty high. I don't think he's that high. Kidd, I think, is somewhere in the mid to high threes. At the same time, who is actually like... All the way up there. 4.2. That's terrible. Awful number. Don't think it can be a big man. I mean, yeah. Just don't have the ball in their hands enough. I guess I'll throw out Magic? No, actually, you know what? I think I'm going to guess Isaiah Thomas.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and couple these together. They're both great guesses. They're right behind one another. Magic is fifth, Isaiah Thomas is sixth. Magic with three point nine. Isaiah with three point eight. I want you to I, I want you to get this. And I know you can.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. So here's what has just come to me. It very well could be Trey Young or Luka Doncic because they're early in their careers. I'm gonna guess Trey Young.
1: Trey Young is number one, 4.2. Luca is very high here. He is three with four a game. Um, I have a question for you, Carson. Do you know who Jeff Rowland is?
0: Yeah, I know the name. I don't know a ton about him. Never heard of the guy before.
1: He's number 10 on this list, rounding out the top 10 at 3.7 a game. Also up here, Pistol Pete, John Wall, Cade Cunningham is fourth right now at 3.9
2: a game. Um, but yeah, you got there. I knew you would. I mean... Early on, he's got a whole
0: offense built around him and, uh, I mean, is the leading scorer and facilitator very consistently and runs as much pick and roll as anybody we've ever seen. So, yeah, I think that there's a very good chance that he does hold that. All right, so I ended up, you know, painting around the corners a little bit at the beginning, but then we got there through logic. All right, Logan, Austin Eckler is now the sixth player to have seven receiving touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns in the same season since the NFL merger. Can you name the other five? And really, I'll ask you for four of the five because the last one is pretty tough, and we don't want a 12-minute question here. I want to get them all. All right, first, you're not going to.
1: If we get there, will you give me like his, would would his franchise give it away? Or do you just genuinely think, I don't know this guy?
0: I don't think you would get it.
1: Bet. All right. Uh, Marshall Falk, correct? Uh, McCaffrey? Wow. Look at that. Camara. <laughs> I might not get the other guys. I was banking on those two. Falk? Um, Levion. I'm dumbfounded. Seven is a lot, dude. Wow! Wow, uh, I was going to say Ladanian. I don't think he's up there anyway because he just ran the ball too much in the red zone. Wow. Wow, I'm genuinely shocked that none of those guys are up there. So
0: what, there's three other guys? Well, there's really four, but you, you're going for three. I, I, dude, I, I don't even know if Derek
1: can't. No, Derek's not going to have seven. Damn, dude, that's a lot. Roger Craig. Oh,
0: what a logical guess, but no. Why? Why'd you say it like that, bruh? Because what a fantastic guess.
1: Thanks, I guess. Are the all these guys post-2000? No. Damn. One guy pre-2000. Maybe multiple guys pre-2000. I don't know. Oh. Uh...
0: Oh, is it uh, Jamal Charles? Jamal Charles, very good, and I will give you credit because there have been some great guesses here. Kamara's had five receiving touchdowns in a season. McCaffrey and Roger Craig have both had six, so very close. Two more to go. Brian Westbrook, no, but I like it.
1: Uh, what's that? What's that cat's name? Uh, Freddie Mitchell. No. Is it, dang, I don't even know. That's.
0: Um. Shady. Are you thinking of Brian Mitchell? Yeah. No. Who the hell is Freddie Mitchell? Probably some guy you knew as a kid. No, it's not Shady either. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Darren Sproles. No.
1: I thought that was going to hit. Um. MJD. I don't know why I'm throwing MJD out again. Give you one more hint. One
0: other guy's done it within the last four years. Le'Veon. I already guessed Le'Veon. It's not Le'Veon. Fun fact, Le'Veon only eight career receiving touchdowns. Mind-blowing. That is genuinely mind-blowing.
1: Last four years. uh, <laughs> Joe Mixon. I was gonna say DeMarco Murray. That's 2016. Four years. Um Give me the franchise of that last guy. You don't think I'm gonna get
0: the Vikings. I don't want to do this. Is it uh
1: Is it with the nineties Vikes with Randall Cunningham? It's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get it. I think I'm I, I think I'm gonna throw in the towel with these last guys. Who are
0: they? So we'll start with the 1975 season, when two guys did it, despite there only being 14 games, Chuck Foreman of the Vikings... I I wouldn't have got that, but I do know who that is. Sure, but those are two very different things. Like, for example, I know who Daryl Griffith is. I'm not necessarily going to get him. Then we have OJ that same year. Both those guys had more than 22 total touchdowns. And then 2018... Kareem Hunt, playing only 11 games, had 7-7. Seven and seven. Fun fact, not a single one of these guys has played 16 games in the season they did it. That's nuts. I don't want to say, you know, last
1: trivia time when you cracked that OJ joke? Man, we really need to work on your delivery, bruh. I was re-watching that one clip. You just said it so dry. It was like, hey, man, you know who Ron <laughs> Goldman is?
0: Wasn't a joke. It was informing the people. I mean, I'm sure they know. You didn't know. All right. Thanks, Mr. Cronkite.
1: Um, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's a great question, for real. Um, Chuck Foreman, creator of the Foreman Grill. Um, <laughs> Carson, just earlier, you listed off... Don't look at my computer. Please don't. not get a load of this guy. I'm trying to get a sneak peek. You listed off the most efficient 25-point-per-game scores. I need you to flip that on its head. Can you name the the most inefficient 25-point-per-game scorers? The lowest true shooting percentage for a 25-point-per-game season. Five? Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> I love the guess. Um, Stack's not in the top 10, but he is close. I think he's like 13.
0: Stack shot 39.8% from the field in a year that he scored in a game. How is he not in the bottom five? That's very unsettling. Okay. I want to say Michael Adams because... He was so terribly inefficient. Is that correct?
1: No. Michael Adams is in... Let me do quick maths here. Uh, 19th. And Stack is very... Ooh, Stack's 11. Allen Iverson? AI is the holder of a lot of these top five spots. 1, 2... And four, so you need... And five, actually, so there's only one more to go. Yeah, AI just... That dude was inefficient as hell.
0: Okay. I mean, that era is kind of the sweet spot for inefficient offense. It was just brutal. And there are some guys putting up a whole lot of shots. Late 90s also would be another good time to look at. Dude, I just want to give a shout-out to my dad. I do not think
1: he's missed an NFL question yet. He got the T.O. one and he got the Chuck Foreman question. Like, I don't think he got all five,
0: but nuts. Anyway, back to it. Shout out. All right. So, again, I'm going to key in on that era. It's also tougher to score 25 a game in that era. That's the thing. But still, if you were going to do it inefficiently, that was the time. Hmm. I really can't believe that Stackhouse isn't there. I mean, it's got to be a guard, right? And It's got to be a guy who probably didn't get to the line a ton, wasn't a great shooter from deep. Or am I wrong here? Logan just rolled his eyes right at me. It's not
1: a full season. It's a very memorable season from this guy in NBA history, but it's not a
0: full season. Ooh, that's interesting. Very memorable, not a full season. Like, how many games
2: is it? 17. Okay. Michael Jordan. If MJ didn't
1: come back uh, from baseball, AI would literally have the top five most inefficient seasons of all time. Other guys that are up here that I think is pretty interesting, Neek in 1985, Chris Weber in oh one, Monte Ellis in 2010, then AI again, T-Mac a couple times, Russell Westbrook. MJ, I, I
0: wish I looked at that. That actually is really interesting. Dude it was just rusty. Yeah, that's a really good question. Lots of intuitive guys up there. Hope everybody who was watching on YouTube enjoyed our brief power outage there. That was a lot of fun. Went out for a few seconds, but now we are back. Okay, that's a good one. Logan, which active quarterback has the most Pro Bowl appearances without ever being first-team All-Pro? Good question. We're going to go Big Ben.
1: No. Uh, Very interesting. First team All-Pro is very hard to do. If you're not MVP, you're basically not going to do it.
0: For the record, I'm pretty sure Ben is second. He has six Pro Bowl appearances. How many does this guy have? Seven. Russ. It's Russell Wilson. Boom. Just like that. Very good. I mean, it's a pretty logical guess, but also you got to think, has he really never been all pro? He really never has been. Very well done.
1: Yeah, never, just never been the best QB in football. Been always been one of the most efficient. I like it. Carson, very simple question. I actually traded out a Jim Jackson and Jerry Stackhouse question for this one, so <laughs> I hope you're happy. Joel Embiid has the highest career points per game out of anyone in the 2014 NBA draft. What two players are tied for second?
0: Andrew Wiggins and uh, Okay, let's think here for a second. I mean, Jabari Parker was getting buckets for a minute. Let's not get ourselves. Okay. This is kind of a weird draft. I'm trying to think, are there any late rising stars from this class who are not occurring to me immediately? All right, so Wiggins is around, like, 20 a night, probably over his career, I would think, somewhere close to that at least. Who else has done that from the 2014 class? Now is going to be a bad guess. Man, I'm just, like, kind of struggling to think of this class. A ton of guys from 2012 and 2013 are coming to my mind. Who's even relevant from this year? Marcus Smart. (laughs) Don't think he's the answer. Oh, boy.
1: I scoff at the Jabari Parker answer. He's actually eighth in this draft class. Uh, Career average of
0: 14.2. Yeah, Jabari does get bucks. He certainly did when he was on the Milwaukee Bucks. Man, this is not good because just nothing is coming to me. Who else, like, this class? Aaron Gordon. I don't feel like it's a top pick. Am I correct in saying that? It
1: was lottery, but it was not a, you know, super top pick.
0: This is bad. I should get this.
1: Don't want to give away too much. You've already mentioned this guy on the podcast.
0: Okay. How have I already mentioned this guy? What question could that have even been for? Could have been for a three-point shooting question, maybe? Could have been for a 25-point-per-game score question? No, I don't really see how. Oh, Zach Levine. It is Levine.
1: The only reason I asked this question was because you're such a dork about Nikola Jokic. I was 100% he was going to be one of the first two names out of your mouth. I was incorrect. It is Wiggins and Levine tied at 19.5 points per game right behind Embiid. Well done. Jokic has got to
0: be the first one behind them, right? 18.8, yeah. Yeah, what a weird draft class. I honestly 100% should have guessed Jokic. Didn't think of him. Just because, like, it's weird because I don't really remember his year as distinctly because it's not like he was a remotely relevant pick, obviously. But okay, good. Glad that we got there. All right, Logan. This one is just a 50-50. James Conner currently leads the league with 14 rushing touchdowns. Impressive. But is he even top 20 in rushing yards? Damn. Um.
1: Top 20 is a lot of guys.
0: I'm going to go, yeah. You're correct. He is 18th. Some of the people above him, comfortably, frankly, Elijah Mitchell, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Jalen Hurts. But he does sneak in at that 18 spot. Remarkable disparity between the touchdowns and the yards, but a great season nonetheless.
1: And A really important member of the Cardinals offense I was watching something the other night, a local TV, Carson. This guy... Had a take that James Conner was the most valuable player to the Cardinals offense. Yeah, it's probably the worst take I've ever heard. It was. It was pretty bad. It's like over Kyler Murray. I'll have what that fellow's having. Carson, this is also kind of a you know What or you don't. What two players hold the record for most three pointers made in a single half? Oh.
0: That's fun. Zach Levine? Hold up. Why? That's not a bad guess. Zach Levine made 13
2: threes in a game. All right. Off at good guesses, and it really upsets me. But then I come in with a terrible guess, and you're like, love the enthusiasm. Keep
0: trying, kid. Zach Levine will be high up there. Because, I mean, you just got to think of the single game totals, right? Klay Thompson has got to, right? He made nine threes in a quarter. Clay is one of
1: the answers at 10.
0: Okay. And then you think of the other biggest single game numbers. Famously, Donnell Marshall and Kobe had the record with 12 for a while, but I think I have to guess Steph for the other one.
1: I'm going to pull up the complete list of where these guys are. Steph is not the correct answer, though.
0: Okay. Other guys who have just gotten crazy hot. What about when Kevin Love scored 30 points in that quarter? How many threes did he make? A lot. I'm going to guess Kevin Love. Really weird one.
1: Kevin Love is not the correct answer, but Steadhead is taking its sweet time and
0: giving me the full list. That's very nice of it. All right. Other possibilities here. Man. I mean, you just think about the great shooters, right? But a guy's got to get crazy hot, too. Harden, Dame, all those guys again. I just
1: want to say, this guy is like an anomaly when it comes to, like, don't get me wrong. Very good shooter when he's in his prime. Really good catch and shooter. But it's like, it's not like you're going to think of him as an all time player. Mm. Carson, I sincerely apologize. I'm going to put on the dunce cap for this one. Zach Levine is third. I'm sorry, bro, with nine.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you very little. Okay, but I still need to get the guy who's actually second. Or first? I don't remember. Clay was first, right? They're tied. Both of them made 10. Um,
1: Steph is on 10, 11, 12, and 13. He's made eight in a single half. Um, Like I said, Levine is third. Clay is also fourth on this list with nine. Um, Kevin Love, look at that. The game you were talking about. Uh, eight three-pointers made. He is also tied up there with Steph for the number six spot. So a lot of good guesses so far. But I'm telling you, like, in the scope of NBA history, it is truly an anomaly. This guy in this game literally did not score another point, like, in the other half. Like, he didn't even shoot. I don't even think he attempted a field goal in the other half.
0: Kyle Korver?
1: You know, that's a really good guess. He is also really high up here. Korver is number... Another guy who made eight threes, tied for sixth.
0: Okay. This guy's a really good catch and shooter. Not an all-time shooter, though, even. Oh, that's so weird. Man. So, he made ten threes and a half and finished the day with 30 points. Wow, that's wild. Can I get an era? Pretty recent.
1: Last decade.
0: Man. Nick Young.
1: I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to scoff at it yet. I got to confirm. Swaggy P is not
0: here. Yeah. I think for time's sake, I might have to call it. This episode has been much too long. Like, I mean, this is an era in which I could throw out a whole ton of guesses. I'll tell you that. But I don't really want to. And I can't really think of that one game unless it's Aaron Aflalo but I don't think it is all right yeah who is it
1: Chandler Parsons I don't know if you remember that game it's pretty crazy some other weirdos up here Darren Williams nine threes made and a half Harrison Barnes with eight Jay Crowder with eight Jaron Jackson with eight my my biggest enemy on planet earth Wesley Matthews is here yeah man really eclectic list here um Aaron follow is here. Look at that. Seven and a half. It's Chandler Parsons
0: though, man. Yeah, I think I do remember that game actually. Chandler, listen, I wouldn't call him a great catch and shooter. I would call him more of a three-level scorer, modern forward, playmaking engine, do it all, electric. I mean, Chandler Parsons was actually pretty fun when he was healthy and good, and then he was not so good anymore. All right, Logan. Another straightforward one. Who has taken the most sacks in NFL history? Big Ben. It is indeed Big Ben. He has done some honorable work surpassing some of the previous record holders. 546, Brady is trying to catch up in 70 more games with 537, Brett Farr 525, Elway 516, Dave Krieg 494. Yeah, the next two guys both played more than 300 games. Ben has only played 245, but he holds the record and he holds it with pride.
1: He's not washed. My man is still rocking. Carson, this one's kind of a tough one. I'm not going to lie to you. Ray Allen averaged 20 points a game for eight seasons. Can you name the two teammates that averaged 20 alongside him?
0: I sure hope so. Rashard Lewis.
1: Wow, yeah. It is shard.
0: And here's the thing. The question is just if he ever averaged 20 in Boston, which I don't think he did. I think it's going to be a buck because he... Came to Boston, averaged like 18 a game, and I don't think it ever really went up from there. Okay. A buck. I should get this. Man, who was the other best player? I mean, 0-1, they make an Eastern Conference Finals run. Could have been on that team. I'm trying to think. I feel like I have an image of somebody, but... Who? Who was that somebody? I always think of Vin Baker when I think of big bucks scoring numbers. This is too late for him. Too early for Michael Red, right? Well, oh, I guess you were nodding your head, so that should tell me. I was going to say like could have been one of his last year. No, but I don't think Michael Red actually ever Maybe they played one year together? Seems like that's not the answer based on your body language. (laughs) Can I get a season on this?
1: Yeah. uh, He did it twice, actually. So, 2001 and 2002. Okay.
0: See, like, some really good teams, but I just don't really remember, other than Ray Allen who stood out two-time all-star
1: and an NBA champion
0: an NBA champion okay come on now let's be professionals about this
1: I okay I don't want to confuse you I don't even remember this guy with his team but he is an NBA champion
0: man a buck in 2000 and 01. it's tough very tough. I feel like it's another guard. Am I wrong to think that? I am wrong to think that. Why do I keep thinking of Antoine Walker? I'm always thinking of Antoine Walker, man. (laughs) Always got him on my mind. Jimmy beat you to it, bro. With Antoine Walker? Oh no, with the right answer. Oh, come on now. All right. I got to catch up. Here we go. Time to dial in. (sighs) Time to dial in. Yeah, I feel like I should get this, bro. Ah, why is this so hard a guy who ended up going on to win a title not in a meaningful role but was really good on the bucks some really good bucks teams I hate to say it I don't like how this episode has started to go for me but like I think I have to throw in the towel and guaranteed I'll be upset but Final hint, this dude's son plays in the NBA. Glenn Robinson. It's Glenn, big dog. Yeah, I really should have gotten that without that hint. That's pretty upsetting. I'm blaming that on fatigue, 100%. Because that's an easy one, bro. I mean, anything from the Bucks in that era, damn near think of Glenn Robinson before I even think of Ray Allen. So that was shameful. Shameful, not happy about it. All right, Logan. Five players who came into the league in 2000 or later are top 20 all-time in sacks. Who are they? Jared
1: Allen. Okay. you got one knocked off. T-Sizzle. Suggs. <laughs> I kind of want to guess T.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. Is is J.J. not there? Aaron Donald? Okay, so a little John Abraham. Two more. Julius Peppers. All right, one more. Come on. Robert Mathis. Dwight Freeney. Oh! I thought the back-to-back Colts pass rushers was going to nail it. Damn. Is Dwight really, or when did Dwight come into the league? He may have been a little before. I thought Dwight was going to Bang it on the head for sure. Um, Strahan came in in the 90s, so it's not him. I will guess. I think he came in the 90s. It's not Strahan, is it?
0: It's not Strahan. Freeney came in in 2002. He has a whole lot of sacks, 125.5, but not top 20 all time.
1: One more guy to go. Come on. I want to get this. This guy isn't
0: active, is he? Okay. Okay. Very close, Freeney, to top 20. Abraham, I think, was 18th, and he only has eight more career sacks. Mm-hmm. So, Elvis
1: Doomerville?
0: It's an interesting guess. He's somewhere in the top 50, but not top 20. Uh,
1: James Harrison? No. I think Harrison only has
0: like 93 or 94 all-time. Let me give you credit for the Colts' guesses because Freeney and Mathis are 26th and 27th, so I think they actually might be the two closest guys. Okay. Um, they are, in fact, the two closest guys to come in after 2000.
1: Was he draft—oh, is it Mario Williams? No. Was this guy drafted in the last decade— no, oh, he couldn't have been if he's retired, duh. Come on, bro. I want to get this. We started off so hot. I was rolling. I'm gonna give this a few more guesses. Um. Vaughn really isn't in the in top 20 yet. Vaughn is 36th. Damn, good for him. Man, mid 2000s is is my prime. Like, oh, is it uh is it Jason Taylor? When did when did JT come
0: in? It's not Jason Taylor. Damn. Taylor came in in 97, so it's a very good guess. All right, I'm going to give it like one or two more goes here
1: before I toss in the towel. I'm going to be mad because this is definitely a all-timer, but if I don't got it, I don't got it. Is it Richard Seymour? No. Sap came in in the '90s. Uh, I think Derek Brooks came in in the '90s. I I don't think I got it. I'm gonna see if I can formulate one more guess just to just to throw something out there. Fatigue is definitely setting in, bro. This has been a long one. Do I have one more guess in me? I haven't looked at the chat. My dad probably already got it, man. That dude's been on a roll today.
0: <laughs> Calvin Pace. I give up. DeMarcus Ware. Oh,
2: bro!
0: He's 13th. Oh, God. A lot of good guesses. Logan is in complete and utter agony over there. Peppers leads the pack with 5th. T. Suggs, 12th, Ware, 13th, Jared Allen, 16th, and John Abraham tied for 18th. Came in in the 05 draft, right? Sure did.
1: I always forget. Dude, I think I have Mr. Marcus Ware on multiple sack questions that you have asked on Trivia Time. I always space on him because the Cowboys were never any good when he was there. They were all right. They never did anything of relevancy. Damn. Damn. Carson, this is really easy. I think you should blow by this question in literally every
0: guess. Name every team Shaq played for. All right. Well, let's start from the very beginning. A very good place to start. The Orlando Magic, the L.A. Lakers. Now I'm already abandoning that. No, I'm just kidding. Heat, Celtics Cavs, one more. One more. I mean, this really should be quite easy. Was it the last? Was it after? Okay. Oh, the Suns, of course. Boom. Yeah, that was easy. All right. Good, though. I like it. A little something quick, keep the momentum going. Logan, can you name the top five all-time leaders in rookie completion percentage? Relevant to a conversation we had pretty recently on a show last week, I guess. Great question. I was just looking at this list. I'm going to be disappointed myself
1: if I don't get it. Mac Jones is one. Dak Prescott is two. Who else was hella efficient? Is Big Ben up there? He was like 67. He's fourth. So we need three and five. Um, Russell Wilson.
0: Nope.
1: Luck's not there.
0: RG, RG3? RG3 is a great guess. He is sixth. And... Uh... Well, I don't know if that would give it away. Russell Wilson is also 12th. Um,
1: come on, bro. I don't think Baker's... Damn. We talked about all these
0: guys. I got to assume it's one of them. I am going to give you the hint for the RG3 thing that I was about to say, okay? He may end the year in the top five again. Think about what that means. Another rookie this year, right? Who the...
1: Davis Mills?
0: Davis Mills is fifth on this list, completing 65.8% of his passes. Eight touchdowns, eight picks, not great, but he's completed a high percentage.
1: They've literally said and come out like that if he doesn't completely just bomb the rest of the way, that they're going to take a D end and rock with him. I don't blame them. I'm not a big fan of the QB class this year, but... Franchise QB Davis Mills. Let's go. One to go. Let's switch it up. Carson, is it pre or post 1990? Post. This is so easy.
0: Sam Bradford. No. Timothy Tebow. There's no way you just guess Tim Tebow for a completion percentage question. Cameron Newton. Why would you guess him for a completion percentage question? Is it Kyler Murray? No. Is It's not Baker, is it? No. What's, what's it say? It's like 63? Yeah, Baker's 13th. I don't... And Kyler is 9th. So good guesses. Herbert... It's Justin Herbert. There you go. Oh, actually, also, by the way, Cam, a little better than I thought. I mean, he's 25th. It's 60%, but not like a god-awful guess. Sam Bradford, also 23rd. But, yes, it was staring you right in the face. Justin Herbert, the greatest rookie season ever, 66.6%. Puts him third all-time. Very well done, Logan.
1: Thank you, sir. I have got another... This one's tough, Carson, but I think you can... I'm going to give you a hint, and I think you can logically uh,
2: infer who it is. Who holds the record for most? Larry Bird.
1: Good guess. Intuitive guess. It is not Larry.
0: Draymond Green.
1: Another good guess. I'm going to look at the, I'm going to see the full list.
0: Guy was there a lot. Okay. Michael Jordan?
1: Another good guess. Bird is actually up here. He is 12th all time. Okay. Scotty? Another good one. Actually, dude, Bird is 12th and 13th here. Let me see. Draymond is here twice with five steals in the single game. MJ is here multiple times. So good guesses. Scotty is here multiple times. All good guesses. This guy, above everybody else, though, seven in a single game. And Carson, he literally played Wire to wire, played 48 minutes in this game. Michael Cooper? That's actually, I really like that guess. Michael
0: Cooper has a game with five. All right. Nothing like the Carson Breber Classic. Lots of good guesses, no correct guesses. All right. I mean, other just great defensive players, I would think, who have been there a lot. That's worth taking note of. Because, you know, you might even think maybe a little bad boy Pistons action. No, not there enough. So, like, this is a guy who's associated to a dynasty in some way, I take it. Maybe a few. See, you want me to guess Robert Ori. And I guess I have to. That was my first thought, by the way, when you said this guy's been there a lot. But I just thought, really? I guess it's Big Shot Bob, huh?
1: Should have gone with your gut, bro. Seven in a single game. As many steals in this single game as he has rings.
0: Big shot, Bob, man. Truly one of the weirdest careers in NBA history. All right, Logan. This is a tough one, but it's an interesting one. Which running back or wide receiver has the most career passing touchdowns since the merger? Tomlinson. Such a good guess. He's second. He has seven sanu good guess i think he has like four pretty high up antoine randallel phenomenal guess he has six he's third
1: oh bro i thought i thought oh the look you gave me i thought it was it i don't know who the hell it is if it's not any of those three guys i want to say the f word damn those are the three best, in my eyes,
0: passing, running backs, or wideouts. You want me to tell you? Because it might be hard to get. It's an all-time player, but you might not be aware of this little fact.
1: Barry. No. Emmett. No. What that? That's weird, bro. I don't know why you keep giving me these little... Oh, it's Terry Glenn, huh? That's what you want me to say, Right.
0: Barry Emmett. Oh, Walter Payton. It's Walter Payton. (laughs) Okay, sweet. Yeah, I just, look, when I say no, it just means that you're in the right zone, okay? I mean, well, not necessarily. When I say no, that's what it means you're in the right zone.
2: Walter Payton, eight in his career. Kind of remarkable, but good for him. For number 15. Who has more career? A very deep breath. Yeah, it's
0: got to be Miles Turner. Correct. 2.3 to 2.2. It's very close, but Miles edges him out. Yeah, I mean, this is three of the last four years now that he's led the league in blocks, or he is doing it again this year. Rudy, very consistent. I think he's only led once. Don't think he's ever averaged three blocks a game for a full season. Miles has done that a couple times, so I feel good about that. Honestly, I mean, I'm surprised that it's that close, although I guess that does make sense. All right, Logan. Your final question is a Christmas-themed one because it is that time of the year, is it not? Only one team has won multiple games on Christmas over the last decade which team huh <laughs> interesting um I mean how about my Steelers it is it's the Steelers that's why I asked this question because otherwise I thought that would have been very hard is it twice Texans Ravens Texans Ravens very well done 2016 beat the Ravens 3127 2017 beat the Steelers, nope, beat the Texans 34-6. to There's only been 20-something Christmas games in NFL history, so to do it multiple times in a decade, pretty darn good. The Packers have a chance to join that club because in 2011 they beat the Bears, and they will be playing the Browns this Christmas. So there you go. All right, time for the bonus questions. Here we go. Excellent question, Carson, I have to say. Um...
1: My bonus question, this is one of my favorite teams of all time. Carson, can you name the starting center
0: for the 2014 Trailblazers? Yeah, just run that back, though. One of your favorite teams of all time, the 2014 Trailblazers? Yeah, I, I like this team. Like, well, I mean, they had Wesley Matthews on it, which is kind of lack, but... Ennis Cantor? A- Ennis Cantor Freedom, I should say? Ennis is on the Jazz, then. Okay, when was he on the Blazers? The next year? I mean, am I tripping? Did he join the Blazers way later than I thought? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, 2014, okay, this is pre-NERC, obviously. Was it Mason (laughs) Plumley?
1: I think Mason was on the Nets then. Rats. Yeah, Ennis went to OKC, then the Knicks, then like... Portland than Boston
0: yeah all right I was way off there yeah all right that was a bad guess he'll get one Plumlee was a blazer though because I feel like I mean it had to have been in that range it's where he started
1: yeah I'm sorry so 2016 he did spend his first two years with the Nets he was with the Nets then but he went to Portland I mean excuse me yeah went to Portland two years after
0: okay all right 2014 Blazers, man. It's not going to be good, whoever it is. These questions are so hard. 2014 Blazers center. One of Logan's favorite teams of all time. He loved the 2014 Blazers.
1: Mostly just because they had Nick Batum, you know?
0: Mostly just because they had Nick Batum. Yeah, I mean, it is a fun team. Who's playing alongside Lamarcus there? Who's getting down and dirty in the paint, as they say? Clearly I don't remember. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of Blazers. Marcus Camby. Too late. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just because I remember this team. Uh, only played there two years, 2014 and 2015. He is still playing today. Obviously not with Portland, but he's still in the league.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel like I should get this. 2014 Blazer Center. I've said that like three times into the mic because I do think at some point it will magically work. I will manifest the answer. But I don't know. You're laughing? I'm close to throwing in the towel. I should have asked the year previous. It's J.J. Hickson. Oh, wow. I actually might have guessed J.J. Hickson if he gave me long enough for this very memorable Blazer Center. One of the greats. Yeah, these are so tough because I'm always going to be like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Except for last time when the answer was Brian Roberts. Then I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. But they're also tough to dig out. Is it Nene?
1: I'd like to guess it is not Nene. Ah!
0: Hook shot? Guys got a nice hook shot? Only so many guys have nice hook shots. Who is this post-hook master? Come on, Carson. Come on. Still playing in the league today with a dirty post-hook. I don't know. Throwing in the towel. It's
1: Sideshow Bob, Robin Lopez.
0: Yeah, I really should have gotten that. Especially once he gave me the post hook. Come on, man. I mean, Rolo spent several years in Portland. Very memorable Blazers center. That's bad. Okay. Well, you live and you learn. All right, Logan, your bonus question. Ready? It's a special one. Two different quarterbacks. Each started eight games for the 2012 Chiefs. Can you name them? I
1: believe I can name one of
0: them. Tyler Palko. No. ah, I don't know if I can now. Yikes. I'm going to be easy. I'm going to be honest. They're easier than Tyler Palko. Matt Castle. Matt Castle is one of them.
1: My, My boy Tyler Thigpen?
0: No. Matt Moore? No. Um... Matt castle's stats for the record outstanding this season one and seven 58 percent completion six touchdowns 12 picks and yet he was better than the other guy Sean Hill nope
1: dude i don't I don't know bro I really I genuinely thought it was Tyler Palco.
0: Um, so for what it's worth, Tyler Palco started four games the year before this.
1: Yeah. I remember he threw three picks against the Steelers. Pittsburgh product actually went to college there. I don't know why I think about Tyler Palco so much. That guy lives rent-free in my mind. Come on, bruh. 2012 Chiefs. This is the, I believe this is the year previous to Andy Reid, Todd Haley at the helm. Got canned late in this year. Although I believe this Chiefs team did end up beating the Green Bay Packers. Ruined their perfect season, funnily enough. I may be incorrect on that. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with this quarterback. Okay. Seneca Wallace. No. Can you give
0: me this guy's college? Pretty sure Michigan, but let me confirm.
1: Oh, is it Chad Henny, bruh?
0: No. Bruh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Notre Dame. Brady Quinn? It's Brady Quinn. Bada-bing, bada-boom, Logan. He was also 1-7 this year with an outstanding two touchdown to eight interception ratio and sub-57% completion. Signature season for Mr. Brady Quinn. All right, well, hey, you got there and you had to get two this time. So a special challenge for you. It was an up and down episode as it tends to be the highs, the lows, the agony, the joy, the fatigue, the excitement. That is just the nature of trivia time. And we hope that you have all enjoyed it by our side. So, with that, you probably know where to find us. But if you don't, we are available here on our YouTube channel if you are watching along. We do shows normally Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Holiday season may be a little bit different, but talking about the NBA, NFL, and doing trivia just like this. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your audio content. You can see on our YouTube channel that we also do video essays, video breakdowns normally about the NBA. So stay tuned for that content. You can follow us on social media. Twitter is at nerd underscore sesh. Instagram is at nerd sesh, as is TikTok. And with that, as always, I've been Carson Brabber. I have been Logan Camden, and this was Nerd Sesh.